the room booked, the camera set up, the background drawn. I walked into the library decked head to toe in a suit from H&M. It was valued at $150. In my left hand, a cup, a glass cup, a small glass cup, poignant, about eight ounces. In my right hand, a bottle of Diet Coke. I was a sophomore in college. And for some reason, I felt this urgency to get in front of a camera and tell a story. The story itself, I don't know where the inspiration came from. It was conceived before Ryan Gosling opened up the doors to his jazz club. La La Land had no influence, but the energy somewhat similar. The main character in this hypothetical scenario, at the time, I deemed him 25, but now that I'm 23, he may have been 29. A front-end or back-end engineer, I don't really know the difference between the two. He could code. He was making decent money. He was batching it. Only roommate, a very fat, sassy orange cat named Najimi. Not Nagini from Harry Potter, Najimi. I wanted to get in front of a camera and relay what I was thinking. I wanted to dress up. I wanted to give off the vibe of the Dosecki's man. Uh, if he was sitting on a leather-bound couch, and the couch, it had buttons pushed into it maybe every four inches, and he had a big book in front of him, and he, and he was reading a story. He had a pipe in his mouth, taking it out every few minutes, and his voice, raspy, weathered, been through some times, said some powerful sentences, uh, held words back, but for the most part composed. I wanted to give off that energy. Maybe in a room where you can't see the walls, they're just surrounded by bookcases. The closest thing that I could think of was to go to the library, have a white backdrop, and wear a gray suit from H&M. The small glass cup, the Diet Coke. I was 20, and legality, I mean, we're going to put that to the side. I could have gotten my hands on whiskey, but it was 2 p.m. on a Thursday. I had class at 4. I didn't want to accidentally do too many takes sipping the whiskey. Be a little too hot going to class. So I'm thinking, Diet Coke, we'll run with it. Maybe I'll water it down. I wanted to look like I had one and a half, yeah, one and a half ounces of scotch. And I'd sip it before the take. I wanted to do it in one take. I poured the makeshift scotch. I walked up to the camera. I clicked record. I walked back and I placed myself on top of a stool right in front of that white backdrop. And I basically, I mean, I, I said that this individual walked out of the office relieved, I think exhausted. His five o'clock shadow, now more of a three-day fix. It was raining Columbia the overcoat. He was wearing Converse, questioning that decision. He was thinking, maybe I actually should have bought Timberlands. But it never even drops below 35 here. It was 45, a light drizzle. He lives 0.75 miles away. He begins his walk. Thinking about what is he going to do this weekend. He's single, living in a studio apartment. His only quote-unquote roommate, a cat, five years old, named Najimi, fat and orange, very sassy. He doesn't know. I mean, what's he going to do for dinner? Hadn't thought that far. There was some sort of crash at the office, so the past three days, he was buckled down and zoned in, writing code he never wrote before. He's almost home, and he looks across the street, 
and he sees what he thought was this dive bar. He thought it was a dive bar. It was always depressed. It was poorly lit. Questionable characters hanging out. Cigarettes littering the front entrance. He looked at that. He thought, I thought it was a dive bar. But all of a sudden, I mean, glowing signs, almost like a playbill listed. He walks up. Billy Bo and the Bentley Boys tonight, 10 p.m. Billy Bo and the Bentley Boys. Huh. I wonder what that is. He brushes it off. He completes his walk. He gets into his apartment, drops his bag, goes into his room, derobes, only wearing an A-shirt and plaid boxers. He walks up to the fridge. He looks in. Takeout. Chinese takeout. Five days old. Was it still good? Thought process? Here's what's going to happen. Nuke it in the microwave. Vaporize any bacteria. He was good at coding, but lacked a lot of practical knowledge. He's got the takeout. Now he's sitting on his couch, feet up, watching a rerun of Friends. It's about 7.15, and Najimi exits the bedroom, plants himself. He just woke up from his nap a little later than normal. He wanted to do something. But what? It's raining outside. Checks his phone. No texts. No possible date lined up. His last relationship, two and a half years ago, ended badly. They haven't talked since. Scratches his beard. Pets and Jamie. Hops on the internet. Everyone, it's 2011. Billy Bo and the Bentley Boys. Traveling Jazz Collective. They've been playing for 35 years. Touring the country, not big, big time, but you'll have a good time. That was their slogan. What does he have to lose? It's 400 yards away. The tickets were $10. And with his salary, I mean, he's making that in five minutes. Why not? He cooks purchase. He bought the tickets around 7.30. Show billed to start at 10. Uh, seasoned, sort of. He knew Billy Bone, the Bentley boys, weren't coming on 10.45, 11. He had time to kill. I mean, it's surfing the web, a couple impulsive buys on Amazon, and from there, transitioning Pornhub to the bathroom, he goes. It's a couple shots of Kettle One into the shower. He's getting dressed. Now, usually when going out on a Friday night, it's graphic tee, zip-up sweatshirt, jeans, and Converse. Very simple. But tonight was different. Because along with the $10 admission, he was seeing Billy Bo and the Bentley Boys, a group he learned about two hours prior. Instead of a graphic tee, it's a collar tee, short-sleeved, and instead of a zip-up sweatshirt, it's a bomber. The pants, they're black, the belt beige, and the shoes, it's the dress casual where they only have two lace holes. Very simple. Very sleek. You could say fashionable. He was still working in that realm. It was go time. He checks his phone. Walk. You're looking for maybe five minutes. It's 1030. Fair enough. He heads out. Uh, the rain, very, very light drizzle. You could say misting. He actually elected to not even wear that Columbia. He's walking, hands in his pockets. He can see his breath. 
temperature we're looking about 41 degrees. He gets closer to the what he originally thought was the dive bar, the venue. He gets up, flashes his ticket on his mobile phone. It's an iPhone 4. Shows it. Don't get scanned. It's more of a nod. Checking the ID, patting him down. And he's let in everyone. He thought it was a dive bar. I want to emphasize that. And I'm actually, I'm going to break the fourth wall really quick because when I was telling the story as a sophomore in college, the line that I'm about to say, I loved it. And I've been, I, I loved this line so much. And this was the backbone to the entire story right now. Everything that I had said, it led up to this point. All right, here we go. He walked in. And immediately, met by the smell, was it spilt whiskey or stale bourbon? He didn't know. The place to capacity, eh, not so fast, about 75%. Dive bar, dive bar, that that definition really changing now in his mind, because it wasn't a dive bar, and it, it was rugged. But the bartender, it's a vest, black, a long sleeve, white t-shirt, bow tie, making drinks. He had that little black band around his left arm, or is it right arm, or both. He looked like something out of the 1920s. Time hadn't stopped. I mean, there's still waiters, American traditional tattoos, blessing their forearms, waitresses the same. And in the corner, a small stage, Billy Bone, the Bentley boy, setting up. He needed to get in the mood. Showtime was five to seven minutes. Those shots of Kettle One, they'd worn off. He walks up to the bar, engages with the bartender. Bartender says, what can I get you? Our main character, not really knowing what to say, and he felt, I should probably get an old-fashioned. He orders an old-fashioned. He knew he didn't like old-fashions. Bartender whips it up real quick. Our main character drops the cash, takes the drink, and walks to a chair front and center. He sits down, he takes a sip, poker face. He doesn't want anyone to know that he can't handle the old-fashioned. He's sitting there, no one next to him, and he registers. It's kind of awkward. He's front and center. It's also kind of loud. He moves towards the back. Now he's settling in. Capacity-wise, you're looking 80% couple taps on the drums, and Billy Bo and the Bentley Boys start playing. Three songs in, our protagonist realizes that he doesn't like jazz. He confirms that the old-fashioned is disgusting to him, and the smell, that spilt whiskey, possibly stale bourbon, now nauseating, he gets up and he leaves. Rain coming down a little bit harder this time. It's a light jog. He gets home, two minutes. He's up into his apartment, sitting on the couch, turning friends back on. Najimi, a later nap, sits right beside him. Beep, beep. The camera letting me know that not only was it time to wrap things up, but there was no space on the memory card. I was pleased. I thought it was a good take. It took me four, maybe five tries, but I felt like the last one was pretty good. I was happy though, either way. It was different. In the same building, some people were studying, doing busy work, math problems, eraser shavings getting spread everywhere. I was in a room, secluded, 
in a suit from H&M valued at $150 sipping Diet Coke. That sits well with me. Before I left the library, I dragged all the files, all those MP4 files, onto my laptop, closed the laptop, put in the backpack, and I went back to the dorm. I wanted to change out of the suit, get some new clothes on, grab a couple books, and then I was going to go to class. Once I did that, I had about five minutes. I, I thought, you know what? While I'm here, I open up the laptop, I log back in, and I double-click on the folder where the files are. I go to the last MP4, thinking that's where the segment is, that's where the good segment is. I double-click on that file. A QuickTime Player Summoned pops up. And it was interesting. Because I was looking at myself, but I was looking at myself from the neck down. I didn't get a shot with my face in it. So you're seeing my hands, you're seeing that, you're hearing the audio, the audio was great. You're seeing my H&M suit on camera looked about $350, maybe $400. You can see me sort of sipping the makeshift scotch, but you know, I pull it up to my face and you lose it, but then it comes back into frame. I shot the entire thing without my face in it. And you're probably wondering, John, did you go back and did you shoot it again? And I would answer, if you asked me that, I would answer like this. Did I put on my H&M suit valued at $150? Did I put it on? Did I get a bottle of Diet Coke? Did I get a poignant, small, eight ounces, glass cup? Did I book a room, get a camera set up, the background white, was it drawn? Did I do all of that to talk about a 29-year-old who has coding capabilities, who lives with his cat? talk about his experience at some sort of divey jazz club. Did I do that? The answer is no. I'm fine with that. 